everyone to another episode of Four Layer Takes. We will be discussing Insecure Season 4, Episode 5, Moving On. I think we're all have a move on spirit tonight. We're going to get through this episode. It's going to be amazing. I'm your girl, Kim. It's me, Mimi. It's your girl, Mel, here. It's your boy, Marcus, a.k.a. Ahmad Arberry. And we have a special guest with us tonight. Mimi, do you want to introduce our special guest? Yes. Uh, this is my boy, Jamin. Um, he's one of, uh, I think it's five um, original co-founders of Black Coffee. Um, and they sell black, uh, like coffee, teas, um, black-owned business. And I'm going to let him get into it. He'll better be able to describe it. I thought, this, I thought he was a perfect guest. Entrepreneurial spirit, insecure black party. Very, very proud to be a guest on this platform. Thank you, Mimi, for inviting me. Uh, great to talk to you guys. Every Mel, Kim, my, my boy, uh, aka Ahmad, aka Marcus. Uh, my name is Jamin Butler. I guess for today's call, I'll be aka Sean Reed. Um, the Black Coffee Company is a collective of five brothers who came together almost 20 years ago as friends and we've grown and we've traveled the world, had a bunch of experiences. Uh, and we realized in 2015 that we could be more impactful if we band together as a, as a business. And we started as an investment club first, uh, inspired uh, when we went to Detroit and learned the, uh, the story of Motown, how Barry Gordy's family started a family savings alone, which the family, I mean, he utilized to start his business, which became a legendary Motown records. Uh, so we started an investment club uh, we worked hard researching the financial markets for a couple of years, and then we discovered, you know, our, our ability to work as a team could be better harnessed as a business. Uh, spent about another year researching, figuring out what we wanted to do. One of my brothers, Leonard Lightfoot, came up with a great idea uh, to get into coffee. Uh, so when right away, we came up with the dope name of Black Coffee. We wanted it to be originally be about us. Uh, we reached out to diff different folks in our network. I found a dope graphic designer named Monica Gibbs. She designed our logo for us, and we were off to the races. Um, and that was 2018. Flash forward two years later, we're having our best back-to-back uh, -back sales quarters ever. Uh, so I know some folks have been affected by Rona, but uh, you know yeah, our business is now thriving. I'm thankful for all our family, community for supporting us. Thank you for y'all being here. Uh, we're all about community empowerment. Our three core values are entrepreneurship, financial freedom, and community empowerment. We feel when you're practicing those values, have an entrepreneurial mindset. You have a strong financial foundation and you're budgeting. Uh, you can empower yourself and others. We're all about partnering. As you can see, this dope design behind me is called The Patriot. That's another one of uh, Monica Gibbs' creations. Uh, we were dope we're partnering with her early on, and we've been partnering with dope people uh, since then. So I'm blessed to be working with Four Layer Takes tonight. Uh, happy to have you. Hey, is, uh, I mean, we'll put your website and post your socials um, in, the, um, in the episode description and everything. But is there like a website where you can go to to like purchase product, merch, any apparel, that type of stuff? Oh, absolutely. The blackcoffeecompany.com. The blackcoffeecompany.com. And you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube at uh, BLK Coffee Co. That's B L K C O F F E E C O on all the socials. But the website is theblackcoffeecompany.com. And do you guys ship um, all over? We can get it here on the East Coast? like Absolutely. We ship nationwide, fresh roasted, organic coffee beans, loose leaf tea, uh, and a host of other merchandise and products that we all, and we donate a percentage of all the proceeds from uh, all of our sales to different organizations that are impacting our communities around the world. 
Oh, I love it. That's what's up. And stay safe. This is another way to stay safe in this pandemic. You know, go online, black coffee, call and get your just your roasted beans and your tea leaves. And we were discussing why you were um getting your charge of that. You know, you out in Cali. We need to talk to you about some um <clears throat> cannabis infused tea. I'm <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> just saying. Just saying. See, that's the one thing about being in California. We don't have to <clears throat> when we're talking about one of the biggest <laughs> in the world. You know, this is cannabis is a huge industry. That, uh, that people are getting rich on and our folks have been in um, prison for. Uh, so yes. we got to change that dynamic, man. Right. But that's a whole nother conversation. Right, right, yeah. right. But definitely a conversation worth having at, at a different time, but that's, that's, that's you're 100% right. So, you know, we gonna, uh, let's get into this uh, block party episode because uh, it was it was popping. It was very interesting. It was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot going on. I feel like it was a lot. I was like, it to me felt like it was, it wasn't a lot going on. We kind of knew what was going to happen going into it. So I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever about to go down. So I was, I was just ready to go. We finally here. I loved it. So we have episode five, um, Loki moving on, which I'm kind of happy that that's, that's called this. I'm ready for everybody to kind of move on with these uh, arguments they have every other day and being mad and get back together. So we opened the episode with Issa. She's kind of the night before the big event. She's kind of, you can tell she has kind of nerves. She uh, sees that Nathan, you know, our old boo, old Shady Boots boo, was <laughs> online. And so he was like, oh, I can't sleep or whatever. So she slid into his DMs and was like, hey, you know, why you up? Blah, blah, blah. Hey, it's like, oh, you want to talk? So they end up talking on the phone, which to me, I don't know. How do y'all feel about like the, the reconnecting with Nathan this way? Like at this time, do you think it's like appropriate since he did help her with this idea and kind of supported her in the block party idea? I mean, he he really he did our girl wrong. So I mean, yes, but if if him making a, uh, amends to the situation is helping me have like a successful ass you know launch of my block party, I'm, I would be cool with it. I mean, we don't have to like reconnect, reconnect, but you know, yeah, that that could that could have been him making an amends for what because he knew he was wrong. So I was like, okay, cool. I don't know. I, I mean, I saw it as Nathan was looking for an opportunity or in back into Issa's life, and this was this is the opportunity. But I mean, she was the one that slid into his DMs, and I had to hit y'all up on Slack. Like, am I the only one not DMing people? Like, is everybody DMing people, not me? <laughs> I'll be with nobody DM. I mean, like, wait a minute, should I be DMing random people? I don't know. I'm gonna start doing that because I feel left out of the DM game on IG. Uh, then, so we have them having a conversation. Issa basically tells him, like, you know, I don't fuck with Molly like that anymore. And so he's like, oh, okay, well, that's that's kind of messed up. I thought that was your girl. So we still seeing now she's really actually saying it out loud, like, you know, we really are in a bad place. Um, then you kind of cut to day of, and you see Andrew and Molly at, at Molly's place trying to get together, and you kind of see her trying to trying on her little outfits, look cute, and you see she kind of feeling some kind of way about it as well she says i don't really like Issa right now so now she's admitting that out loud to andrew um but she still felt like no we gotta go we need to be there uh we need to be at at the block party so then we get to the block party i thought first of all the as a person that has has produced a twenty-five thousand person block party much bigger than this it was beautiful the branding was beautiful everything it was just so well done i was like yay our friend she really made it happen i felt really happy for her because i was like okay well you doing it it was just it looked immaculate 
Y'all know condolences did most of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to condolences in just a minute with her shady booze ass. Uh, so <laughs> the setup is happening. Um, everything looks good. So she spots Condola out, you know, out the corner of her eye. Like, oh, okay, all right then, boo. You know, what's going on? Hey, I didn't even think you would show up because as we know, last episode, Condola like stopped answering her questions. She basically iced her out. So as she, she's supposed to be working on this. So Issa's like, okay, you know, what's going on? Did I do something to offend you? And I think Kiki said this from, from day one. If we can't be professional, you're dating my ex, then we need to call it a day. Like, there's going to be problems. Condola did apologize to Issa for, you know, not calling her back and basically ghosting her. And then she says, oh, well, you know, didn't Lawrence tell you? You know, we broke up. And I knew that. I knew that she was about to happen. <laughs> it had to. It had to happen. That conversation they had at Thanksgiving, it was over. I, I just was like, but then I didn't understand. So you don't you broke up with Lawrence, right? Y'all done. Y'all you had your, you know, lame ass friends, lame ass friends giving. It was boring anyway. But you broke up with him. So why are you now dropping Isla? She ain't do nothing to you. Well, did she drop Isla? I mean she didn't she didn't return her phone calls. Isla was trying to get the, you know, now Mimi, you know what it's like to try to get some things approved to go to print, and you know those those deadlines are no joke. Right. And she wouldn't even call her back or even text her, you know? So I'm okay. like, I just didn't get why she then dropped Issa as well. I'm like, bitch, this is business. I would, I would, but if you were condolences, and that's a dope nickname, by the way, I would have dropped <laughs> Issa. <laughs> I would have dropped her by two because you don't know what's going on, right? She said she broke up with Lawrence yeah. because she saw them communicating and she ain't like how that was. So you, you know how your mind might go. You playing like, oh, they, they talking, they back smashing, they, you know, she so that's why she said I knew I figured you didn't you already know I broke up because she was yeah. trying to get some info. Oh, y'all communicating. And when she said oh, I ain't got no clue, maybe she let oh, oh, off. Yeah, I, you know, I, I caught that. I was like, uh, why are you asking her that? Like, if you want her to know, you should have sent you should have emailed her back or text her back or called or sent up a smoke signal or something right. to let her know, you know, we broke up, blah blah blah. But I'm still gonna be here for you because this is my business and my profession. Like, right. it's not enough just to show up and make sure your sponsors are okay. Like, you were helping her. You should have made sure this shit was taken care of and called her back. That's, she's still your client at the end of the day. Yes. You Maybe if she would have called her back, then she wouldn't have needed to reach out to Nathan to go get Andrew because mm -hmm. schoolboy mm -hmm. Q dropped out. Molly wasn't going to help. She needed her partner, who yeah. was in my Oh, well, condolences. We'll see you later. Bye. But, uh, She'll oh, be no. back. Mm. It's just episode five, because we got to see why they actually broke up. And Lawrence was trying to tell Issa, but, you know, yeah. Issa had bigger issues. Yeah, I remember. I remember. All right, so then we're kind of getting going for the block party. It's still kind of early, and you just see a lot of, like, the the idea of gentrification, I thought, was done so perfectly or the reality of gentrification, I, I rather say, was done so perfectly in this episode when you just saw all these white people coming at TV showing up at the block party. And they were like, yeah, right. you know, this is a, you know, now a mixed neighborhood where, you know, where, where are people, you know, but y'all know we don't be coming real we're early all the time. So, uh -huh. you know, maybe, you know, Becky and Tom Nim came early. So then they could just slide on out and then we could come in and have fun with the headliner act. But it was, it was a very, it was so well done when you see gentrification in action, you see all these white people walking around. They probably even know who half the artists are or what's going right. on or what Randy's, you know, donuts even is. They've never been to Van Nuys or something like that. So I like the way that they did. I thought it was really, really smart by constantly making those jokes like, where the black people, where the black people at? Well, uh, I'm glad uh, Jamin is on the call real quick because uh, 
I mean, that is showcasing Inglewood. You're out there. Is that like, is, is well, that how not, Wood is right now? No, I would. Uh, that's it's, it's a joke. We call it I would, right? It's coming. Uh, no, uh, it's not like that yet. Um, you know, some certain things ha- started happening. You know what's funny? The Church of Scientology, they actually peeped game before anybody. They've been, they opened up shop like five, eight years ago on Market Street, like right where this block party was at. And it was like, why would you come at the time when they did it? It was like, why would you build this nice new building here? It made no sense. But now flash forward to what's, what's coming and it makes a lot of sense, right? They were just in prime position. So I feel, I mean, so it's more of an economic thing when I hear about gentrification. It's not really about the social aspect yet. It's about the um, folks who are not from the community coming in to purchase the assets, to acquire the uh, the land, at a, but so that when it goes up and appreciates in value, they will benefit and they will control who then comes in and what happens and the flow and all that, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I felt like that a bunch of, of like, because these show, our people showed up to the party. We don't come to a black party. Yeah, in we the just went early. Right. Yeah, we ain't gonna come early. We ain't coming because it could be whack. And I got things, I mean, I'm late. Uh, I, I get dressed. Right. <laughs> I gotta go, I gotta go, we're gonna be there. That's all. Right. We just I gotta get ready. Busy. Well, okay, so when you talked about the Scientologists moving into the community, did any did the community then, were there any objections? I just feel like because Scientology is so polarizing, coming to a predominantly uh, black community that they, did people have, like, I, you know, I, when I'm in L.A., I've done events at the Children's Hospital, so I see the, you know, the big blue building that's theirs. That's different. Like, if you just come to a community, did the did black people in the community say anything? Did the churches say anything? Not really. It may, it may have been some conversation, but truly, all the civic unrest has, has been about the stadium project. That's been the, the real game changer, because that's taken over acres and acres of historic space that was, you know, just a racetrack that people, you know, was, it was a rundown racetrack. Like, you know, it was like a seedy one, you know, like the CD casinos that uh-huh. be in certain communities, just like that in the middle of Los Angeles and Inglewood, right? Yeah. But so now they invest billions of dollars there. It's really that's where all the conversation is, and like who's going to get the opportunity because there's going to be housing that's coming along with this as well. Um, and then there's then on top of that, oh, like a half a year later, you hear there's a, there's a new basketball arena that's going to be built too. So you got a billionaire with Steve Ballmer and the Clippers trying to buy back into that's uh, literally a block away from this new stadium. Now, mind you, this has been a poor black community for decades, right? Uh, so you, you, no one was thinking about buying an Ingle. Like, it wasn't what we were... So that became the conversation. The Scientologists, you know, they just, they just who they are. So I haven't been to L.A. in a while, but in Inglewood, like, the closest community to the airport, like, it's pretty close to the airport, right? Like, 15, Central. 20 minutes? Yeah. Less, so, yeah, like, you get... Even less than that. So are, so are they like thinking Inglewood is the hot community because of its proximity to the airport? Well, yeah, it's like a set. It's like you have Los LAX, big, big ass international airport that's also being renovated now, much, much long overdue, right? And it's literally the street that, that feeds the main street, Century, that feeds into LAX, like the street that you would drive right into the airport on. There's only one main, don't, you know. That feeds directly in Inglewood. You can start at the beginning of Inglewood from Crenshaw or Van Ness, where I'm going to drive straight down and go right past the stadium. Five, seven minutes later, you're heading right into the airport. So this was the it was prime prime placement 
I mean, back in the day, I imagine when folks came to L.A., they wanted to come to the racetrack, and, you know, that was a thing. So it was planned then. So now just, the, you know, the, the, the one percenters have figured out a new cash grab. Ooh, Lord. So they've repurposed what was there before. It's kind of like I'm wondering exactly. if it's going to be like how, you know, here when they built that monstrosity of a Mercedes-Benz stadium. Yeah. And they said that, like, coming along with the stadium was going to be, like, economic development and housing around it and that they wouldn't push out people yeah. who lived there. But, of course, they're pushing people out because people have moved in. Their taxes have gone up. They can't keep the the property. So. Uh, all these different things they're trying to do because they built this monstrosity of a of a dome for someone else's economic for another billionaire's economic gain, and yeah. that is why all the black neighborhoods around the stadium are like silly in the color purple to Mister. All your teams are gonna fail. No team win. Georgia team win. No. Mercedes Benz Stadium. To be fair, our Atlanta teams were uh, getting close to the Sakar and not making it before the stadium was built. So, true. We'll send them center prayers and hopes. So we finally got, you know, kind of people are still, it's a lot more white people have come coming, of course. Um, and then Issa looks up and it's, they're like, oh, some people are on, you know, the step and repeat. And it's, uh, it's her friends, it's Tiffany and Kelly. Kelly. So they're doing, you know, they're doing pictures and having a good time and everything. So you kind of see Tiffany is excited because she's out of the house. She doesn't, you know, the babies with the babysitter. She can just kind of be her, you know, wild night out with her girls. So you can kind of see that she's maybe struggling. You know, we saw that last episode, but now we kind of see maybe she really is struggling and might need a little bit more help from what I'm looking, what I'm seeing. Um, but she's just excited to be out with her friends. Then you had, when I tell you, y'all, I had tears in my <laughs> eyes. So we have Kelly, and she is with the person that I have named, Dum Dum Darnell, her new little boo. He is cute, though. No, um, that's, um, that's a Nime, though. He's a rapper. Oh, really? Yeah. He's cute. He's cute. And she is, she, <laughs> she is playing like she's British. She said that's how she met him, so she got to kind of keep the roofs up. Her <laughs> accent is good as fuck, y'all. I'm yeah. like, she gets really taking this accent to another level. I really like it. But then you have Dum Dum Darnell. And at, when that fool said, y'all, he <laughs> said, here in America, we have two branches of yes. government, the presidential and Bank of America that print all the money. Y'all, when I tell you I had to rewind, <laughs> I was like, maybe I did, like, Maybe I didn't hear it, so I rewound it again. <laughs> and he thinks that Bank of America is a branch of the government. That's why they have so many locations. And I was like, <laughs> and printing the money. And I was like, you know what? We're about to die. You know, <laughs> we ain't going to make it. Y'all, we ain't going to make it. You know what? I'm going to shoot him some bail real quick. Right. I'm going to shoot him some bail real quick. As a kid growing up, there's a Bank of America down the street. So I honestly, I was like, Bank of America, that's who you want to go. That's the best bank, right? It's the Bank of America, right? right? You, don't, you don't know nothing about it. That's just a name. He a grown-ass man. Dumb Dumb no. Darnell is, is all the way grown. He, he is a dumb dumb, but, but listen, at this point in time, don't we have two branches? We have the money, <laughs> we have the capital, and we got the presidential branch. Like, don't we? Pretty, <laughs> like, pretty much. I was like, pretty much. He's a dummy, but he might be right. He might be right. Y'all, that's for tickle me. I ain't lying to you. 
But he was um, cute. He was cute. And he was so cute. Uh, and then, so you but when of- she said, mm-hmm. I will leave, if, if Vince Staples is here to tell me, if he look my way, I'm dropping this down. Darnell's going to be dropped real quick by, <laughs> by Janelle. He sure, yeah, I was like, well, I don't care. He's a tall drink of water. We like him. Right. Then uh, you, Kelly and Issa see each other. I'm sorry, Molly and Issa see each other. And they're, act, you know, kind of polite, but still a little bit awkward. So, you know, that still that tension is still there. And it's kind of, you know, at this point, I was like, okay, well, maybe they'll be okay. They're going to make it through the event. So I'm just going to be positive about it. Then we see one of my favorite characters. And I'm happy he has more screen time this uh, this season. Amal, uh, Issa's brother, comes up. And I wish we get a backstory. I need a whole a whole series just on why Kelly and Amal are not. Why they always got beef. They need a spinoff. They need a spinoff. Yes. I don't know where they where they are forced to travel with each other somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> the story. The story that I made up in my head was that before Amal like officially came out, that he and Kelly had a little thing, or maybe yeah. Kelly had a crush on him, and then he came out, and then that was that. Then she okay. started acting. Some that's the story I made up. <laughs> I don't know if you made that up. I, I feel like in certain some episode they hinted like Kelly at some point was flirt uh, flirted or something. I feel like she had flirted with him before. Probably. But Maybe. I just, Maybe. Like, she could have. At this point. <laughs> yes. But it's just the level of just sheer irritation and them going back at it. So he's trying to out her to, you know, to Daryl. You know. Where, wait, 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 wait. He was like, yeah, when he was like, what part are you from? She's like, oh, poppycock. <laughs> I she said, poppycock. <laughs> she said, poppycock near, near Benny Hill. This. Y'all know the Benny Hill used to be a television show back in the day. <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute! It was just so funny. And when she told him to drown his drown himself, y'all, I ain't gonna lie, that shit took me out. That was hilarious. Yeah, I need just a show of those two. Right. No, that's South Central London. <laughs> yes, that's a real spot. That's a real spot. <laughs> and I I feel like they have, even though they have that tension, but it's such a good chemistry between the two of them. I think that um, that we it was a whole article that went around on social media that we need more Kelly, please, like please give us more Kelly. But I'm like, Absolutely. she need her own show with her and Amal running around with shenanigans and food, Tom Foolery. Right. So uh, they're kind of going back at it. Then we see, you know, our friend, you know, Shady Nathan. He pops up and they and then they kind of give an awkward hug to each other. And he's just like, you know, c- could you imagine? Like this is what you talked about. When we were at Coachella, like. Everything you said you made happen. This is so great and so amazing. So it was nice to kind of have that book in, I feel, from that Coachella episode to right now. And the two of them, I think that was good that they did share that moment. Why is he shady? He didn't redeem himself to me. Just because you held somebody out one time, he might he might pop up here and be gone again. Nah, man. That's a huge yeah. favor. That's a huge favor. Yeah, that was a big, that was a big. That was clutch. He came in clutch. Like, oh, it was his idea to get it. Why is he still shady? I like Nathan. They're not together. They're not in a relationship. It was partially his idea, and he got the Vince Staples thing to go through. So it's like, can you imagine if Vince didn't show up at that venue at that time? How that would go? But it would have been Andrew's fault. It wouldn't have been his fault. I'm like, he just got Andrew would have been the person. Andrew's the one that works for a live nation. Honestly, who really thought that Issa was gonna pull it off? I could have swore that. He wasn't no no headliner was gonna walk out, wasn't coming. Right. And when he forgot, he actually performed when he got on stage. I was shocked. I was waiting for it to fall through, even when he showed up. I was yeah. like, How's it going? 
gonna fall through. I said, <laughs> I said gonna... you know what? They don't have enough of his sliced cheese or water. You know what we do with those writers? You know, you know, what he asked for something thing? that she said, where's my something? That the, it was that my aqua, my aqua pan, the aqua pan. I, I'm still, I'm still, me and me and uh, Nathan, we still not on good terms. I'm happy he, you know, you know, did what he did to help out. All that's good, whatever. You, you know, you still looking cute though with them pretty eyes, but still, you still on my. Mel, I need you to work on your redemption skills. You yeah. know what? But you know what? I'm not. I, I, I know this about myself, so I just got to be my best. <laughs> I'm about to say, I Molly, just okay. Molly can't. Re nobody can be redeemed to you. Dang. I don't know. He he not he's still on that list. I'm a Scorpio. What y'all what y'all expect from me, y'all? Come on now. <laughs> Bro. Let's let's get put him on the redemption list. And now let's put Molly on the other list. So we finally see, you know, our beautiful brothers and sisters. Black people are starting to show up. They're getting excited. You know, it's the time we come in. It'd be hot earlier, so you gotta come kind of come in the sun, kind of go down anyway. Issa's kind of just like, she's like, okay, she said like a sigh of relief. My people are showing up and she's kind of just taking a minute to just take everything in. And Molly sees her and she brings her something to eat. She was like, oh, you know, I'm sure you haven't eaten today. And they, but I hate, I hate that she was like, oh, they gave me extra wings. Like, dude, just, you know, bring your friends some food. Like if you know somebody is producing an event, like we don't eat when you working like that. Like we may not eat all day. So just, just get a girl today on wings and call it a day. You ain't got to, you ain't got to put no jabs in there, boo. Like calm down. Mel, if anybody feel you, I feel you on that. You know how it is. No. Yeah. It's like, I'm bringing you wings as a, like, come on, just, yeah, I'm with you. Just get a girl wings. We ain't got to have these disclaimers. Just come on, man. Right. Uh, so they're kind of talking a little bit. So that was, it was a nice half, half nice gesture. She did try a, try a little bit, I do believe. Um, so, <laughs> but before they really got to talk, uh, the, the intern came up and she said, you know, Vince has finally showed up, you know, he wants to, to see you, you know, come back say. So she had to run back, take care of business, which, you know, you have to do that at any show, if you are, you know, producing a major event and you have a celebrity, once that once that headliner comes comes there, whoever you are, if you're running things, you got to drop what you're doing and go greet them, make sure they're okay, you know, the green room looking good, you got all the stuff for your writer, your manager, all right. Grown up Issa, you know, handling business at that point. So I was, I was really excited for her and really happy um, to see that. So then we cut to, and I say this happened Can we all talk the about her intern, though, and why her intern had the nosebleeds? That was funny. She was so excited to see Vince. So then her nose starts to bleed. And she was like, I'm sorry. I'm just so excited. And she was so, I forget her name. Was it Quinta? I feel like, you know, Koya. Oh, Koya. I've seen like, her somewhere Koya. before. Is she on the last OG? Is she I don't that know. I've seen her before, but she, but let me tell you, she was the one of the redeeming elements for Issa for me. She made me see Issa in a new light mm -hmm. this episode. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I can see you being like a leader. You can tell, you can, you know, you, you can delegate, but you're still hands on. Mm -hmm. I was like, maybe give a, a, a little more respect for how she, you know, performed in that role. And then we got to call her by a right title. She was an executive assistant, not an intern. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But she was, she was there. Her comedy was very spot on. Um, I, I'd say I will definitely research her and see what, what else she's in. I thought she was great, even though she was doing a small cameo. I I thought she, her everything that she did was spot on. She was really funny, very on time. But it was, and I agree with you. Like we got to see her through fresh eyes. You know, somebody that didn't know her, um, but only knows her as the boss lady. So I did like that. It was dope. Um, but it was cute because she kept, you know, kind of like her nose was bleeding and she was still trying to do her job, which was nice. 
and it was just a fun event that you could just feel like wow you felt so much love at the event everybody gonna dance and everybody gonna do some kind of line dancing and so I called this part to me was like at every black major event so they started doing their like dance off on the stage you had the old guy and the young girl doing a dance off they're you know the, the mc trying to hype up the audience wait and, i'm sorry time out that was one of my favorite parts of the episode when they I, were on the stage the old dude who did the split and damn near died <laughs> and then his home was come out of food i just <laughs> fell out i don't know what it was about that moment i was drinking wine or something but i just like fell on the floor laughing Cause we, that's real life. We've seen that happen. I did. I felt like that added ele- element of authenticity to the moment. Like, yeah, this is something like the old community came out. Everybody's right. out, that old and young. No, yeah. it, it bridged, bridging the gap. I like that it bridged the generational uh, gap mm-hmm. and the old school one. Nah, yeah. if you're gonna kill yourself to win a dance battle, you need to win. <laughs> nah, nah. Hey, we got to shout out uh, Sir and uh, Zakari, man. They came out and performed for the block party. All the performers were amazing. Yeah. They were amazing. And please follow them on Twitter. Follow Insecure on Twitter. They uh, did a lot of posts um, with, before the artists kind of did their um, their filming. They were doing live, uh, you know, um, posts and stuff for Twitter. And I'm not sure if they did it for Facebook or IG, but it was really cool. I, th- I thought everything was beautiful. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I found some new artists. I don't know if Raphael Sadiq uh, also, you know, planned all of that music as well. But it was it was just phenomenal. I thought it was really great. And people that I didn't know, I didn't know uh, many of the artists at all. So and the the twin twin girls I was rapping, I didn't I, I didn't get their name. What was their name, Jamie? It's like China and Cam. I'm gonna get it for make sure I got it for right. Yeah, excuse yeah. me, Cam and China. Uh, my boy actually helps uh, works with them. Uh, they're okay. dope dope group out here um i'm just happy to see that you know east is letting in local talent local rappers mm-hmm. folks you know shine they were like they were the first group that went up on stage i believe yeah they were awesome i i, I loved every second of it i felt like i was really there like enjoying myself yeah um, but yeah i felt like the same it was the that was that scene was what a lot of our events especially when you have large back festivals and music festivals and and, and that's even like our barbecues you know it would that belongs to us so that's how we do things and once they start you know doing uh the cha-cha slide and you know people just had even you know even andrew was like he was like mother's like you need me to teach you he was like you need me to teach you boo like come on now i work at live nation i, I know a lot of black people i know how right. to do this um so it was just i loved it and then you saw Issa and molly and i was like i had a little bit of hope because they were dancing with each other and laughing and smiling so i was like oh, okay well maybe it's gonna be okay now, yeah. how how are you optimistic about that? But you can't redeem Nathan. I don't know. And I'm, Andrew, I'm, I'm knowing how to wobble. I'm very yeah, complicated. Andrew, I'm complicated. Andrew knowing how to wobble, and clearly he's not just a ticket taker at Live Nation. He actually has like a real <laughs> job at Live Nation. Right. I don't see his business cool. cards. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said the cha-cha side. I'm sorry. It was the wobble. Um, yeah. It was. It was. Fu- it was fun, and it just. It made me feel good. I was like, oh, yay, hey, us. Um, but then Vince comes on. He, you know, kills it. It was really great. Everybody know the song. They rapping. They, you know, having a good time. Cut to Andrew comes out. Uh, Andrew and Molly are standing off to the side. And Vince's manager comes out. I was like, hey, you know, hey, Andrew. Vince wants to, you know, see you and, you know, just say goodbye or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And he lets slip that Issa reached out to him through Nathan to get Vince booked. And Molly, when I, it was an under, it, when I tell you lost her shit, 
it's an understatement. I don't, I'm still kind of confused. And I don't know if that was the acting or the writing. I'm still confused at how everything kind of blew up in the way it did and what the things that came out. So you see them arguing, they yelling, people are trying to step in and trying to break them up. Um, and unfortunately, they spark, you know, kind of like, oh, God, you know, somebody got a gun, which that unfortunately does happen in a lot of our events. Everybody's very authentic. Them, and it, right. turns ne- it turns negative. And of course, someone had a gun, you know, but they sparked that foolish, that Tom foolery by arguing and acting the ass at this really wonderful event where people were having such a good time. So you kind of. I wouldn't say in. they. Huh? <laughs> no. I wouldn't say Molly. They. You say Molly. Mo- Molly. I would say you Molly. Molly. Well, but my, but Issa was still arguing. She was a part of the problem. Like at the end of the day, no, she but, was still. It was no, real. but Issa was trying to be like, "What is your issue? Like, what's your? Are you trying to do this now? You trying to do this here? I think yeah. Molly set out to intentionally sabotage Issa. Like it was intentional from the beginning. She didn't think it was gonna be successful. She uh-huh. didn't want to help her. She got the help without Molly, and then Molly still sabotaged Issa. So and, you said, and, and so then you said, it rained. Yeah, that hurt my heart when that when, the, when that thunder started happening. I said, "Damn, sure, I can't catch a break." So you think that Molly came there to mess up the show? I don't think she came to mess up the show, but mm-hmm. I think she wanted it to not go well. Because okay. here's the thing: when Issa says, "Why are you doing this here?" Right? Yeah. If you really want your friend to win, you're not even yeah. going to have this here. You didn't want to have the conversation in the grocery store, but you're going to yeah. choose this event that I've been planning this whole mm-hmm. time to now like have this conversation and get aggressive and you get in my face with this jumpsuit on like you, you can't <laughs> ready to fight i'm surprised it got to that level like y'all mentioned like a previous episode like y'all didn't think they would come to blows but like they were i told y'all i was like <laughs> i could see the way molly is just molly just seems to escalate escalate stuff and so I was like, dang, they really almost came to blows right then because she got a finger in Issa's face. I'm like, how you how you over 30 and gonna fight? Like, come on, man. <laughs> and I can see that. Over 30 you know, and fight, I get that all the time. I feel like, I don't get how you go. It's like, if you don't have a negative vibe about you, you wouldn't do that at a, at a friend's event. Now, maybe you confronted, you feel attacked, there's some aggressive, that's a different space, but because you found out she got the, like, artist okay fuck i'm not talking to her no more i'm gonna let her know i'm mad that walk over like i don't know if it, it's not i don't think it's yvonne orgy shout out to her because she does a wonderful job She's in this role yeah. Yeah. uh i don't think it was her the actress i think it was just the right they had to get there the art the mm-hmm. the storytellers producers wanted this moment to happen mm-hmm. and they said boom that's gonna be the issue and when, when you look at it like that's not how you go right it, had, not, it wasn't. Need, it didn't have a flow. Like it wasn't it, natural. It wasn't. Yeah. Natural. So I was like, it kind of. T- it took me out of it because I'm like, okay, so yeah, you know, this is what happened. And the what she was saying didn't make sense. She was like, you, you know, you stabbed me in the back. You a backstabber. You know, you your lying ass. I'm like, well, what did she lie about? I was so. I was like, I was confused with the attacks. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I wasn't following the stream of consciousness. I'm like, now if you mad because. You know, bitch, I told you not to not to go to my man, but she didn't say that. She said, I won't go to him. You know, yeah, right. that's what she said. So I was like, well, I would do the same thing Easter did, to be honest. I would have went to fucking Nathan first and been like, well, like your mediums, and I need to get right. need you to get your boy. Like I think, I think that Molly, I think Molly didn't want Andrew involved at all. Exactly. But she, didn't, but she didn't say that really. Like you said, she, she said, I don't want to say, but I think she just didn't want Andrew involved at all because she sees Andrew as like 
hers oh, now to keep that separate. I'm just like, my thing is, my okay, Molly is like, Molly is petty. Molly escalates stuff. They didn't show like any drinking or whatever, but perhaps if she had had some drinks and then she's this way anyway, maybe that could have triggered her to do that um, in that manner. It was. No, it's been, I even think it's been I've, building up the whole time. It, it's been building up the whole time. Yeah, at the beginning of the episode when she yeah. was contemplating not even going. Like, I don't. Should I even go? What do you even wear to this? Like, she was hating from the beginning. Like, who had the block party? But I, I'm like, just like, fingering face. And y'all saying that uh, it seemed to just come out of nowhere. Just no, like I'm, that, not that, that, I'm not saying that it came out of nowhere. I'm saying the argument at the end of the day didn't make sense. What she was saying, she. Molly was saying, you stabbed me in the back. I shouldn't have trusted your lying ass. And I was just like, I'm confused. Like, what she was saying didn't make sense in the situation. Nah, I get the lying ass part. Even, like, the when they were the other episode when she was mm -hmm. watching Issa and Lawrence through the window talking, mm -hmm. right? Uh -huh. And I, Molly's head, here they are. They creeping. She's okay. dipping out. They're dipping out. They're doing this. She just told her, you messy. Don't get involved. And I know how you are. Mm -hmm. And I know this and that. And now I see something that confirms what I believe. So now you lying to me, even though she got the whole all this shit twisted. No. Um, but she never asked Issa, like anything like that. That's why I'm like it. And how and did she mean that stabbing her in the back was because she went to Nathan to get? Uh, she went to Aunt, yeah. She didn't want Andrew involved. But no, she, I, Andrew, she does not own Andrew. Andrew is not. I'm her just property. saying. This is Molly. This is Molly. Go ahead, Marcus, because you've been trying to get in. No, no, no. I, I would say also added to the confusing part of this whole argument they had was the fact that I think it was it was like shot multiple times because there's a scene where like Andrew's over Issa's shoulder, but the next thing he's over Molly's shoulder. So like I like it was, you, cutting it was the, the cutting was kind of confusing. So yeah. Well, let's not get into that because yeah. there's some other continuity issues in this episode, but I was I just let it go. To enjoy the episode. There are some I, other things that were I just, I just want to say, like to me, the main thing with Molly, yes, the name of the show is Insecure. Yeah. Molly is definitely insecure. I think that Molly is desperate to change her own narrative. She feels like Issa knowing her past dirt. That's kind of like when you are you have good good you're good good friends with somebody, y'all can hurt each other the worst because y'all know know each other's history. Now, Molly is desperate to change her own narrative about her relationships, and Issa saying little stuff, and Issa she keeps bringing it back up. Her is a constant reminder of how she has failed, and I think that she just keeps lashing back out at Issa yeah. because of that. I, Issa, keeps, Issa keeps jabbing at her about that, too. I'm like, I mean, every, yeah. every chance Issa gets, she says some shit like that, too. Uh, if you go back and watch episode one, they're talking to each other the same, like, disrespectful way. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got a homegirl that we, as we almost 40 now, so, uh, oh, did I say that? I mean, we, this is the 10th anniversary of my 30th birthday. Um, <laughs> but, but that's how we, we used to just talk to each other constantly, especially in college. We've gotten a little bit better, but it's like constant jabs. Just, and I don't know, you know, sometimes that can go too far depending on what state of mind you're in or what situation you got going on. And you like, I, I ain't feeling these jabs right now because I got some personal stuff really going on right now. And maybe that's, you know, where Molly is coming from right now. You're going to keep throwing jabs. One of them is going to land and it's going to knock you out, right? True. And I think this is what happened. Like, you keep throwing jabs. So Issa says, I'm going to throw this jab. It's going to knock you out. And that's what happened. She was like, 
I'm not going to be the one who ruins this relationship. If this relationship ends, it's not going to be because of me. It's going to be because of you and what you've been doing, which is true. If I'm Andrew, I'm looking at Molly like, I don't understand yeah. what's going on with this chick. Like, one yeah. minute she's this way, the next minute she's this way. Then she's, like, complaining about Issa, but I'm doing the same thing. Like, I'm paying my work more attention and I'm playing my relationship. And then, I, like, if I'm Andrew, I'm like, yeah, I'm out. She's, this is too much. I, I feel you. If I were Andrew, I would def I would have been out a long time ago, but this would have been my final red flag. Yeah. I, think. I, I guess I don't, I don't want to jump forward, but what do y'all think it goes from here? Do you think they can reconcile? Um, it seems like in the preview, the friends are trying to get them back together, but if I'm Issa, I'm not calling Molly. Like, I'm not calling Molly. I'm not talking to Molly. It's on Molly to make it right with me at this point. Like, I, I'm done. Frankly, if I'm Issa, this is the end of our relationship. I'm done. Like, what I said one episode, I don't play about my money. Like, I don't play about my money. And you should know that. And you should know I've been working hard on this. And you trying to sabotage this in this moment. You trying to throw Andrew, uh, not Andrew, Nathan away. Now, I'm throwing Molly away after this. Like, I would never call Molly again, ever. If we ever spoke again, it would be because she called me. And I'm a cancel. And cancels love hard. But when you when you screw us up over in, in the wrong way, it's like you never existed. You are dead to me. I'm like, Molly, who, who is that? I I've never <laughs> known that name. I don't know this girl. Papa, who this woman? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Mimi. This Leo is loyal until she not. Like you done right. you done you we're done. And and I might come for you after this. Now I might really come for you. Oh, no. I don't know, man. This is, yeah, this is I, we gotta remember this. I feel like this is a TV show. It's a drama. Like this, the whole basis of the show is he's been clearly this is the strongest relationship of the show. Uh, these two. Very so true. you, you, and that's one of the downsides. I feel like there's so many rich characters from Kelly to even the, all the dudes. I would like to see those folks a lot more, but yeah. we just focus on these relations. So uh, how do you not have Molly and Issa? back together there's no insecure without the two so I'm oh. not, it's gonna happen yeah, yeah i feel for the sake of the show yeah they they will reconcile if not this season next season or whatever because it's been renewed for season five but yeah. in yeah. real life in the real real world uh, no it's, it's a wrap well like on the after show on the wind down they were saying like it's like the the broken and so in this episode, the mirror was broken and you can put the mirror back together again, but it's still cracked. And you're mm-hmm. never going to see the image the same that you did before the mirror broke in the first place. So mm-hmm. even if they do find some kind of way to get back together or be friends, it's never going to be the same. Yeah, I, I've got this theory that and it's kind of been an undertone of the whole entire season. But uh, I, I think something's going to happen with Tiffany or Tiffany's baby. That's going to oh, yeah. and Molly to reconcile. Yeah, um, I hope it's nothing tragic like that. But I do want to say, so we can move on. Somebody had a, somebody posted that Michael Jackson meme of him holding uh, Prince over the banister, so talking about this is this Tiffany next episode. <laughs> 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 he said she's gonna leave. She's like, I, I might leave her in the store one day. I'm like, damn, like was somebody? I think she. We we need to leave. No, no, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, but I really don't want to joke about postpartum depression because I know. That shit is it's real. real. Yeah. yeah, it's very yeah. real. Yeah, and very like, real. and salute, and salute to Derek. I feel like Derek recognizes that, and he's doing his best to like ease her through it. Yeah, but I think it's gonna take her. I mean, it's gonna take. It's a village to help. You know, sometimes help people, uh, women through that. Like so, 
I feel like that, yeah, that might be the what brings them all back together is really helping her get through um, this, uh, the postpartum. That's a great point. I just want to say shout out to Amanda Seals. She does a great job in that role. Yeah. I feel like, you know, she doesn't get left. Like, none of them, they're, they're, they have some great supporting uh, characters Absolutely. and actors on this show. 100%. I was back to liking Tiffany this episode. This episode, I was like, yes, Tiffany, you're back. I, <laughs> I like you again. They'd be trying to get them all some ass. That's what she was trying to do. I was like, okay, boo. Play his choice. To wrap it up, so they, you know, everybody runs, and unfortunately, uh, Lisa looks up, there's thundering, so thunder, so you know the rain's about to come, and you know, so it never rains in Southern California, um, but it does sometime, and unfortunately, it, it's going to happen on her event. Uh, then the the then the end funny part is when they started running and Kelly lost her accent and, uh, <laughs> and Darnell was like, "Wait a minute, what's your British accent?" She was like, "I'm from Philly." Like it was, I was dying. That that tickled me. But I I'm like, I need I need her to have her. I know she's a writer, and I know that's her you know her comfort zone. But she really is talented, a talented comedic actress. Um, and I would love to see her again. But that that was really funny when she lost her accent and said she's from Philly. You know how to get run. That's what you need oh, to do. Yes. I have seen this episode three times only <laughs> for Kelly's British accent. She has great timing. She got great timing. It's she like, does. Uh, yeah. She does. I feel like the uh, the intern, her and Amal could have a show. Or the executive, the assistant, and the, the three of them could have a show. That would be funny. I do have a question, though. Because yeah. I don't know, was it like the first episode? Molly was asking, like, should Nathan come to the block party? Um, but Vaughn did not come to the block I party. Noticed that. He did not show. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, huh, what do I, what do we think about like Lawrence not showing up to the block party at, at all? I think it made sense because that's still Condola. I think that he may have known that Condola was still going to go there because her, uh, her vendors, her sponsors were going to show up. So I think that that's maybe why he stayed away. Um, I didn't notice that. Honestly, y'all, I straight up did not notice that until like the end of the episode. I'm sorry. I did not. I needed, I needed him and Chad to really show. I needed Chad to be there. I, you know, but I, I forgot about Lawrence. Like, I thought oh. he was going to be there at the end, right after that fight. And when Issa looks up, I was like, oh, here come Lawrence. Yeah, I and thought. I'm going to force this. Yeah. Hopefully, I'd like to see him and Condola figure it out. I feel like that would like to see. A, I want to see a progression. Like, if yeah. Issa and Lawrence get back together and they like the mom, like this, I, I want to see these, these these folks adult a little more. Yeah, I don't know about him and Condola, though. Condola doesn't want to get married. She doesn't want to have babies. I don't know. Dolce's need, you know, she's trying to live her best Damn. life. I hope she get it in before COVID hit on the show. You say condolences. Because <laughs> if she don't, she's going to be wanting somebody to quarantine with. She's going to be looking for Lord Lawrence then. Yeah. <laughs> hey, big head. Right. Hey, big head. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not lying. Like, I've been, I've been having to delete some text messages. I'll be like, oh, I wonder. Oh, no, I shouldn't text them. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. It's rough out here in these streets, y'all, in this, in this corona. I'm going to have to learn how to slide into some people DMs. That's what I'm going to have to learn how to do. What about the ease restrictions? And I know, I know, Georgia's uh, governor—he already pushing for it. Yeah, they doing it. They doing that here. I'm still going to stay in until the end of the month. I just feel like that's it's you know once we everybody's out doing what you're going to do, the the numbers are going to spike back up because we still mm -hmm. don't have enough testing and you know and we don't have a vaccine. So I think that maybe staying put for a little while longer. Um, it's hard. It's hard. It's I mean, it is hard. But I think right. I'm gonna end up knowing. I might. I'm gonna sign some people DMs though. 
Well, that really that brings us to the end of the show, end of the episode, till next Sunday. And then we're going to see if our boy Lawrence pop back up and give us some smooches. We got to see what else is going on. Uh, Molly going to be sitting there with Andrew looking stupid, I guess. Looking real. He may, he may drop her. I'm like, he may, like I said, he really may walk away. To me, I'm like, this damn lady right here has, she's just too, it's too, yeah, too much. And like, when you always have to, and I've been in relationships like this, I'm, and a lot of people have, when you have to fight all the time, you got to always be on your guard against somebody. This shit takes it out of you, man. It takes it out of you. So yeah, we're going to see. Maybe Nathan going to slide into them DMs. You're going to be like, hey, boo, what's going on? You making the you making a nasty quesadilla in the microwave? What you doing? Well, he doesn't have to slide into the DMs anymore because he, he came through in the clutch. So. Right. Yeah, he did. He can just go ahead and call, he can go ahead and call him. I don't want to sound toxic, but she might own. Wow. Mm. Toxic ass fuck. Wow. Low-key toxic, dude. You low-key toxic. I don't understand the word might. I don't understand why it's might. <laughs> All she owes that man is a good thank you. Thank you. I know, thank right? you. A handshake. Thank you. Thank you. So hey. He had to redeem himself. <laughs> right. I, this was I, I, his I, redemption story. This was his <laughs> redemption story. True. That's true. Starting with the hand is the right way to go. I agree. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our episode for tonight. We will catch up with you next week. Thanks to our special guests who came Thank in dropping good LA knowledge. Go out and get some black coffee. It the website again is the blackcoffeecompany.com. Yes, oh, indeed. The blackcoffeecompany.com. That's us. Check us out. You can yes. get our original fresh roasted coffee. We shipping every week now. We have our organic loose leaf tea. We have dope original art like this piece that you guys can't see, but it's called The Patriot. Go check it out. Very inspiring. Uh, a lot of original products, and we give them back to the community for every purchase, y'all. And they often have, uh, well, before the coronavirus, um, we often have pop-ups. Yeah, so in lieu of our pop-ups, somebody called us the Pop-Up Kings a while ago. This year, we've been all about virtual, so we're actually... Uh, recording the 10th episode of our own podcast series this Friday. It'll be the final episode of season one. We're going to release all 10 episodes on uh, some streaming sites coming to you. So I actually, I had, we hadn't made that announcement anywhere publicly yet. Uh, so happy to share it on four layer takes. Uh, it's a black coffee community conversation series. And then on March, May 30th, we're holding a virtual market where a bunch of dope artisans, entrepreneurs, business owners will come together for an expo, then a shopping park. No, it's going to be all fun. Oh, we well, thanks for oh, dropping the exclusives here on Four Layer Takes. Yeah, the Black hot. Coffee Company is having their own virtual block party. Um, So let's make sure to attend and support. Yeah, I love it. All right, everybody. Thanks. All right, bye. 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 Deuces. Peace out.